And when I woke up, I woke up in the hospital with tubes down my throat. They told me Damn, I was never going to walk again. Oh, my God. And I got paralyzed, brother. So what I lost fuck? all movement from the waist down. They put all kind of screws in my... The, 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 more, the deeper I got into a lifestyle and, and, and a way of life that was destructive and evil, brother, and, and, and that... And I, I caught a, a attempted murder, carjacking, kidnapping, and I was facing 53 years. So I got shot right here, and this this bullet oh, yeah. uh, shattered my elbow. That's why I can't stretch his arm out of the way. Mm. I got shot in my back, my butt, my leg. Fucking 17. So huh? so I was 17 years old. Yeah. I used to worship the devil at that time. Oh. I would pray to the Santa Muerte. And wow, I was like, how you were doing all that? Because I was just deceived, brother. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got stabbed 17 times behind politics. Damn. One time they put the in the county. In the I was drinking at a young age. At 12 years old, I was already doing cocaine. My uncle, you know. Yeah. I was a blind man deceived, brother, uh, uh, leading other blind men into a pit. Some of them have life now. And on June 15th, on a Friday at 3 p.m., I surrendered my life to the Lord. I said, "All right, Lord, I surrender." Yo, welcome back to the Reentry Network Podcast. Thank you guys for being here with us. It's your boy, Yak. It's your boy, T. We got another special guest for you guys. Thank you guys for so much support, man. We're reading your guys' comments, the likes, everything, man. Keep subscribing, and we love it. So we got another amazing guest who was actually connected with our last boy, uh, Marco. So um, check out that podcast. But I want to introduce our boy, Luis, a.k.a. Brother Luis. Thank you so much for being here, man. You're coming from Long's Way, right? Yeah, I'm coming from Palmdale. Palmdale. So, did you grow up Palmdale? I had no idea. Palmdale. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, uh -huh. but uh, my family is living out there right now. But um, I grew up in uh, well, my name is Luis Napoles. Um, I grew up in uh, Pacoima, California. Well, I grew up all over the valley, mm -hmm. but my earliest days were in uh, Pacoima, California, and and um, very small neighborhood. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, a, a very uh, a tight knit community, tight knit community in the sense of. All my family lived on one block, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's where I grew up at, brother. Okay, for sure. So I kind of want to start talking about that, because even growing up, when we were listening to to your brother the other day, um, he was saying that he, would, he was at on a baseball park, and we see people just getting shot right in front of yeah. him. Tell us your experience about growing up there and the neighborhoods as well. Yeah, yeah. So for me growing up, I mean, uh, at a young age, I, I didn't see anybody uh, get killed like that uh, growing up at, at mm -hmm. a very young age. Um, but... Uh, I was in when I when I first my earliest years when I was in, living in Pacoima, I grew up on Kango Canyon in El Dorado. Before we started moving around, and um, basically my, my most of my family lived on the same block. So like I had uncles mm -hmm. across the street and aunts and all my cousins, you know, and uh, uh, up to like the age of nine. That's probably where I had my first fight. You know what I mean? I was nine years old. My cousins made me fight. I got my butt whooped, of course, you know, because yeah. I didn't know how to fight. I was never a fighter, you know, so. Uh, that's where I grew up at, and then my family started moving around, and I ended up in, like, the Silmar area. Silmar, and uh, I started living in Silmar, and after a lot of moving, and um, that's kind of where I started getting, uh, 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 I started rebelling against my parents, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because, um, like I said, I, I was never, uh, uh, you know, eventually down the line, I ended up, with me having to be a misfit and growing up not feeling that acceptance, I was looking for it. Yeah. And so what I did, you know, I started hanging out with different people. You know, I started hanging out with the skaters and I skated with the skaters and I didn't fit in there. I started hanging out with the 
the rollerbladers and I didn't fit there. I started hanging out with the with the rockers, the punk rockers, wearing a spiky hair and using yeah. a bucket of gel. And but I did it because I was looking for a place to fit in and be accepted. Mm-hmm. So in my quest of doing that, I finally came across like cholitos, you know, like yeah, yeah. gang members and taggers, you know. And <clears throat> so I noticed that when I started hanging out with them, and you know, the thing about when you hang out with that crowd it's like you 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 basically got to stand on your feet and mm-hmm. they encourage that you got to defend yourself you can't just be a punk and whatnot so i started seeing that when i would fight that i would get a pat, a pat on the back and and hey, that's what's up you know and 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 that gave me a sense of belonging you know what yeah I mean? right i was like oh i made it i belong now i fit in someone's noticing yeah somebody sees yeah. it i'm like wow i yeah. finally fit in you know after being rejected and being uh, I looked at as as unpopular, and you know, I had very. I still got crooked teeth, you know what I mean. But I used to cover my mouth <laughs> when I would laugh, you know. <laughs> I know, yeah. I should put you. I used to, you know, here. yeah, very. I was very insecure, you know what I mean. But now I I I I have found confidence, uh-huh. and my confidence that I have found now, I didn't find it on this earth. I didn't find it in man or a woman or, you know. And I'll talk a little bit about more about that left down the line. Yeah. But yeah, but growing up, I, I, that's how I started getting in trouble and. Hanging out with that crowd, I started becoming a tagger. You know, uh, I was what you call mm. a poser in the beginning. You know, you mm-hmm. ever heard that, that word? A yeah, poser? yeah, yeah. I wanna be. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, all right, I wanna, I would, I would mimic and act like the people that I was around. You know. But, but, but question: Why didn't you? Why do you think you didn't fit into those other groups? Like, what was it where you're like, "Fuck it, this ain't really me." True. Like, I what just, were those indicators for you where you're like, "Ah, this ain't really enough for me." I feel like when I wasn't accepted in those groups. Oh, you would feel that. I would feel like that rejection. I always felt that barrier that like I just didn't click with people, you know. But I noticed that when I started hanging out with 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 with, uh, like gang members and taggers, because I was a tiger at first, you know. Um, I didn't. I I was a claimer for most of my young age, even going into juvenile hall. But then I I I finally got courted into a gang, and 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 that's when I started my my and me going back in in and out of jail and in out of. And then, and then at 18, going to prison, I started getting deeper into the gang life and deeper into the crime and deeper into... It just started escalating. There was an a, 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 a escalation mm-hmm. of, of crime and evil, brother. And, 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 and as I was escalating in that, in that way, my heart was being hardened. Yeah. And I was shaped. I started being shaped mm-hmm. and my mind started being molded. And at 15, I got busted for the first time. You know, uh, I was already getting kicked out of different schools. I went to like six different high schools in the Valley. And, you know, some of them I wouldn't last for that much, for a day, for a couple of minutes. You know what I mean? Damn, I went to damn. Atlanta, Silmar High School twice, San Fernando High School twice, uh, what, Grant What's high the, what's the uh, local high school for Pacas? Because uh, the I know there's a little division, big division yeah. out there. And so the local, the local high school for, for Pacoima is uh, 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 there's San Fernando High School, which is on the borderline of San Fernando and Pacoima, oh, rival okay. cities. And then there's Arlita High School, but that came down on the line, which is in the neighborhood that I ended up. Eventually uh, joining and being a part of, um, but uh, yeah, I went to a lot of different schools because I, I, like I said, I was I, I wanted to be cool and, and I and I saw that I would be accepted when I would I would fight and you know what I mean and you know and I'm not trying to glorify that or be like yeah, oh yeah, yeah I was right. cool and I was no brother you know it's 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 a deception and there's a dece- there's a deception in that you know and and that deception has been affecting the youth for a long time mm-hmm. the same way I I I wouldn't say a victim but I mean I felt prey to that. You know, a lot of the youth are falling prey to that today. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. So, so with me, I was getting kicked out of a bunch of different schools. And, 
And in 2003, I think April 2003, and I was from a tagging crew, and me and some of my homeboys, we started robbing people, you know? Oh, okay. So it, it didn't just start there. It started with beer runs, you know what I mean? Stealing beer from the liquor store. Mm -hmm. Then it started, you know what I mean, breaking into cars. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm running around robbing people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so and this they, is still as a tagger. How old were you? As a, I was like 15, 14, 15. Damn, okay. So, right so like at transition. 13, so look at what me, as a kid, when I was a kid, you know, like mm -hmm. I said, I was never meant for this lifestyle. You know, like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I I realized that. Because you got to be honest about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel that this was in me. I didn't have right. it in me. And that kind of set this thing where I was trying to prove myself for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And that got me in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble, you know? So... So as a kid, man, I, I you know, uh, uh, I, it was, I had two, 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 two smaller siblings, my little brother and my little sister. You know, they, they were always seeing, I was basically the oldest. So I was, you know, I don't, I didn't think about it then, but see, man, younger yeah. siblings look at their older siblings and they imitate and, and right. they, and they, and they, and they, and they, uh, uh, they imitate and, and, and try to follow in their footsteps. So there's a danger there too. So with me, you know, I come from a very, like, very Mexican-Mexican family. You know, my dad always worked real hard. He used to whoop me real, you know, whoop me some property, you know. And, and, and But I had a great father, you know what I mean? A provider, you know what I mean? But, but you know, you hear a lot of stories where a lot of youth, they don't have a dad. Or they don't have yeah. a mom. Mm -hmm. Or they come from a broke. They have parents, but they abuse them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So So with me, I had a family, but my dad was like, you know, growing up, he was very tough Mexican man and mm -hmm. you know he would whoop me when I would you know and, and he wouldn't even think about what he would whoop me with whatever he would find he would hit me with but I'm not saying that it was his fault that I ended up like this not at all mm -hmm. you know he 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 provided he gave me all the opportunities in the world but I took them for granted and decided to go my own way because I was chasing acceptance I was chasing to, to fit in to be like to be be part of and and, and, and to have people look to me and I, that's what I want that's what drove me so anyway so to, to, to skip through that, you know, as a juvenile, you know, I, I started drinking at a young age. I started smoking cigarettes at a young age, smoking weed. So remember, something key about my youth and growing up is that I always wanted to fit in. Mm -hmm. So I would always act like I had already done it. Hey, you smoke weed? Oh, yeah, man, I smoke pounds. Hey, you drink? Yeah, mm -hmm. I drink. I drink bottles yeah, yeah. and drugs. Trying to fit in. Trying to fit hey, in, you, yeah. you, you, like, man, like, hey, you ever, you know, chunk them or something? Yeah, man, oh, man, I did. I ran five back to back, lying. You know what I mean? I, I did was it all already. Yeah. So that that kind of like set something in, in in my life where, no matter what I was faced with, mm -hmm. whether it was a crime, hey, you ever done this? Yeah, I done that. Let's do it. And I'll be like, because I was trying to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would act. I would. It was an act. Like I'd done this before, but really I hadn't. It was the same thing when I started slamming heroin. You know, I was like, yeah, oh yeah, man, I, I, I all day I do heroin. And, and I just can't do it myself. So somebody has to shoot up, shoot me up from, mm -hmm. and that's how I got addicted to heroin at eighteen. Yeah. So you in even prison. did, you even did that so they could yeah, show you to yeah. to show you how yeah. to to learn the ways. So so my point I'm trying to get at is that in that little like that that I had that that desire to be accepted, and that act, you know, uh, uh, the more I did it, brother, the 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 the, the more uh, the deeper I got into a lifestyle, and, and and a way of life that was destructive evil brother and, and and that it had consequences see that's the biggest thing about this whole thing brother there's consequences for our mm -hmm. actions that's good yeah. that's good for a, a, you know like i heard this pastor say it that's good for a, a 16 year old boy as, as it is for a 60 year old man you know and, and so it, it, it's it's there's consequences you know 
And the aim is, is this. It's like, hey, are you going to be able to live with those consequences or die because of those consequences? Yeah. You know, are you going to be able to accept that? Because I'll tell you right now, a lot of the things I went through, if you would have told me I was going to go through them, I would have been like, nah, I'm <laughs> I'll go to church. I'm going to listen to my parents. I'm going to go home. You know what I mean? So it's like something that everybody has to really look at themselves and really think about that. But for me, to, to make to, 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 to breeze through this part of my life, you know, I was drinking at a young age. At 12 years old, I was already doing cocaine. My uncle, you know. At 12, about that. 12 years old. My uncle, baby. My uncle used to, I used to go, because my dad had a construction <clears> business, <throat> so I would always work with him, you know. He would always make, I wouldn't work, with, he would make me work with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and so, so on weekends, I would go with him, and I didn't like it at all, you know what I mean? And, and and I had an uncle, one of my uncles, man, he was addicted to cocaine. You know, he he he's serving the Lord now too, by the grace of God, brother. That's great. You know, so yeah. so so God broke those chains in his life of addiction mm -hmm. and he's doing good. He's in Asagas, California, and uh working on a farm and whatnot. But he he's the one that got me into cocaine. Like we I would go to work with him and, and, and he was like, hey, Come on. And I started, you know, I started, you know, getting high because I was acting like I already did it before, you know. Oh, yeah, was it, was it like school. that Bisa type like Bisa environment type where environment. you're just drinking yeah, beast like, you know, line them up? Everything is normal, you know, so I started getting, doing cocaine with my uncle and, you know, and then I started getting into like heavy, like crystal meth. I mean, that, that's heavy too, but meth and whatnot. So anyway, my, to move it along, I was already addicted to drugs. I was already drinking. At 15, I got busted. 14, like, like yeah, like 15, I was like 15, April 2003. I got busted. They got us for uh, uh, armed robbery, 211s, uh, three, arm, three, three 211s. We were going around robbing people all through the valley. Me and two of my homeboys got busted. I went to juvenile hall, and it was like, you know, like I said, this wasn't for me, brother. So I was like, uh, you know, the fighting, and I was like, you know, I was scared. I'm going to be real. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got you know, you know, to be honest. I was scared. But then I started seeing the little, the little, the little, the, that little environment of like, you know, that, that being tough and fighting and the, the respect you would get when you would chunk them and the, the, the just whoever would talk back to the school or the teacher or the staff and whoever got a lot. I, I, I feel like for me, going into jail at a young age, juvenile hall, I feel like it it, 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 it kind of like made me want to desire that lifestyle. Like I, I kind of like fell in love with it. It might sound strange. I liked it. I liked mm -hmm. being locked up and fighting and running across the field and chunking with other people and doing all this other stuff because I was like, oh, this is like, because I felt, I felt, I finally found that acceptance and for, from the age of 15, my brother, to the age of 18, I spent most of my, 14, 15 to 18, I spent my, my, most of my life in juvenile hall. I got a year the first time for those robberies. I went back for four months after I got out. For four months, I went, I got four months, a formal violation. I turned, I picked up another case. Got, excuse me, I got a colostomy bag. I got refiled on. I'm going to talk about that too. I got refiled on. Yeah, I got refiled on, and it turned into 18 months. I got out at the age of 17. Now I'm claiming Pacoima. As I said, I was a poser at first. I'm claiming Pacoima. I'm going to be from Pacoima, man. And, you know, because when I was a kid, remember, I, I was in Pacoima as a youth. And then when we moved around, I ended up in Silmar, mm -hmm. San Fernando area. So when I used to get, the people I used to get bullied from were from San Fernando. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I, I, I grew up, I started having a hate towards them. Yeah. So I joined, I joined the opposite gang. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, which if a lot of people don't know, I think that's the biggest rivalry there is out there in the Valle. One now. of the biggest, yeah. The Pacoima and Santa. San Fernando yeah. Valley, yeah. And uh, it's crazy because, you know, a lot of them are related. You know, I got a lot of That's crazy. Yeah, no, related, definitely. Yeah. Everyone's so that's something, related, I think that's something yeah. that happens. That's in a, in a lot of areas. But my point is that, yeah, man, I got out at 17, got shot. I, you know, started claiming Pacoima. I got shot like about seven days after I got out of juvenile hall at Cam Gonzalez. Did 18 months. I got out. They sparked me up, you know. And uh, 
I got shot, man. My my, you know, one of my boys, you know, that that I grew up with, Juan Esquivel, he got killed. You know, a lot of a lot of the guys I went to middle school got killed. Mauricio mm-hmm. and Dan, one of them shot himself in the head by accident. What? Another friend, she flew out of the windshield. I went to Oliver Vista Middle School with her. Her name's Mar- uh, uh-huh. her name was uh, Maria. Maria and Marlene, they were coming from I forgot where they were coming from, but these are just friends, people that I went to school with, you know what I mean? But you you hear about these things, you know, the consequences, right? So I was talking about the consequence. Anyway, to, 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 to further that along, at 18, I went to prison, my brother. I got shot at 17. Six months later, I went to prison. For real, assault, real quick, assault so assault you made family. it out of that, though? The, when the, I got the, shot? Yeah, when you got shot. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, didn't, no. I didn't die. I, didn't, I, I got killed. They, they took me back to the same hospital I was born in, to the general hospital, patched me up, and... Where'd you get hit? So you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You weren't, able, you didn't have to fucking wear a sling or yeah. surgery. No, yeah, I had a cast on my arm, so I got shot right here, and this this bullet okay. uh, shattered my elbow. That's why I can't stretch his arm out of the way. Mm. I got shot in my back, my butt, my leg. Fucking seventeen. So, huh? so I was seventeen years old, yeah. and um, but I didn't, I didn't get it. I just kept going. I was like, Phew. I was crying when I got shot. You gotta be honest, you know what I mean? Like, right? So I was crying. I was scared. You know what I mean? Scary. To be at the near, I was seventeen years old. Should I cry when I get a you paper know, so cut, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, like, yeah. so I was to get shot in the boy. It's a different story, I would, man. I would act tough, <laughs> really. So I would yeah. be tough on the street, but when something like that happens to you, I, I cried. I was like, oh, yeah. Man. See, but remember, I, I was talking about a hardening process, right? Your heart starts becoming hardened, your mind starts changing. Right. So I started becoming desensitized, I guess, in a sense, especially when I got to prison at eighteen, because when you got to prison, you, you, I was young. Remember, I'm still trying to fit in. You know, I'm claiming a game that mm-hmm. I haven't even got jumped yeah. into. You know what I mean? You know, and, and I'm with homeboys from that neighborhood. So when I'm in there, I'm raising my hand. Like, I'll do it. Oh, somebody needs to get beat up. I'll do it. Somebody needs to get this. I'll get. I'll do it. I'll go do this. But I was just, I was trying to just still prove myself, brother. It just carried on mm-hmm. with me. You know, uh, somebody got to hold this. I'll hold it. You know, and in there, you put stuff in the glove compartment. You know what I mean? And you know. It's, Gangster pocket. Yeah, the gangster pocket. And you know, that's the stuff that you're gonna face. That's the stuff you're gonna end up doing. You're gonna go ahead and just demoralize yourself and do stuff to yourself. You're gonna dishonor your body and stuff like that. I love you know the way I mean? you put that. You fucking demoralize that's yourself. That's what it is, brother. You, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> See, but look at you gotta think about this. God created us with purpose. He created us in his image. Mm-hmm. But we wanna do things our way. I don't wanna listen to my parents. When God said, mm-hmm. if you honor your mother and your father, your days will be long in the land. We don't think about that because in, the, in our youth, we think we know it all. That part. We've lived. We don't realize that the people that are telling us about don't do this, don't do that, they've already lived it or made those mistakes. They're telling us for a reason. Mm-hmm. So for me going to prison, brother, look it. I went back to prison four times after that. The first time I got uh, uh, four years, I picked up another case in there for a knife, and then I, I, I ended up doing four, almost five. Second time... I got out for like 30 days, and I, I caught a, a, attempted murder, carjacking, kidnapping, and I was facing 53 years. How, I was in the county jail. Can you talk about that real quick? I'm curious yeah. about that. What happened there? So. That's a crazy type of uh, yeah, a, yeah, thing so, to be fighting. So, yeah, so basically what happened is that we, we you know, we went. This is in like 2009, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was, I was, I had got out of prison and, you know, I got the court in my neighborhood. So now I was feeling like, you know, when I got jumped into my neighborhood, I thought I graduated college. I was like, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Damn, it was like a sense that. of pride and like, oh, I made it, you know? So I was like, you know, I'm not a poser anymore, you know? So I'm going to bang my gang to the fullest. I'm going to give, I'm going to give them my everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to just, ah, you know what I mean? That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And in my doing that, brother, I just, 
remember I was talking about the, the, the crime level started going up and the deeper you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And your heart starts getting harder and your mind starts being shaped mm-hmm. to where the value of life goes down in your eyes, you know? And and so I was out there gangbanging, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, I was, I didn't think about the people that I was jeopardizing, my little brother, man, my family. I would just, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about them. Yeah. I didn't think about the people that loved me because mm-hmm. I didn't love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can say what you want, but if you're living that way, brother, you got to understand that your lifestyle affects other people. Yeah. The people that love you. Mm-hmm. Even when you hurt your enemies, you're not, you're not, that's somebody's son or somebody's mm-hmm. daughter, whatever yeah, the case yeah. may be. So, you know, but that's how the devil works. See, the devil has been at work in my life, brother. Mm-hmm. And I got deeper and deeper, brother. So, uh, in that case, man, you know, uh, we were out there, we were going to go do dirt, man. And the girl that was driving us got shot and by accident, you know, it was an accident. And, um, and, uh, but they said that we carjacked them and kidnapped them, but that wasn't really what happened. So in in the end, I was in the county jail for three and a half years, fighting fifty three years, and and fifty three years. I was fighting fifty three years. In the end, all they had on me was a gun, so they gave me six years. But it was because their case started falling apart. They found out that oh wow, that you know, they, even the girls said you know I got shot by accident. It was it wasn't they, they you know they didn't force us. So mm-hmm. and then the case started falling apart. The Foothill Division, the officers that arrested us, they saw me jump out of the car with the tattoos that, that identified us jumping out of the car with guns in our hands. They got fired for making false reports on other cases. So we were about to pick jury, and their case fell apart. The blood results that came on, on the guys, uh, the guy that got busted with me that wasn't even there, the, his, the, the blood that came back wasn't the girl's blood. So the case fell apart. Mm. So they were like, hey, we're going to give you guys this deal and get you guys mm-hmm. out of here. But during those three years, I went through a lot, man. I got, I was in, I was in more riots in the county jail during that time than I was in my in my in my first time in prison. You know, I was in riots in prison the first my first term, but my second time before I went to prison, I was in more riots in the county jail. I ended up in the gang module. I started politicking and getting involved. Remember, there's an escalation that happens. You start getting deeper in the crime. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I got stabbed 17 times behind politics yeah. one time. They put in the county in the county jail in the gang module. So they um, they sent three guys in my cell to stab me, you know, behind behind politics. You know, I started like I started like I said, there's an escalation. You get deeper in the in a thing because it doesn't just end with the gang. It's deeper in prison. Yeah. There's was, prison gangs. There's people you answer to. So. Was this part of you kind of still that in that learning process of like knowing what it what these politics were, and that's why you kind of got yourself in this trouble where. No, I already knew what I was getting myself into. I just, mm-hmm. I, I was during that. During, that was the time in my life. That was the time where I used to worship the devil at that time. Oh. I would pray to the Santa Muerte, and wow, I was like, "You were doing all that because I was just deceived, brother." Because remember, I told you guys, look, I don't know if you guys heard from the beginning. I was saying there was a, 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 a an increase, brother. Like in my, in my quest to, to fit in, I was started being transformed. Yeah. Remember, I was mm-hmm. saying that my heart started being hardened, mm-hmm. and my mind started being molded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To where my neighborhood, my name was worth dying for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even when I got stabbed, and they, I got, they, the, the guys got stabbed, I, when they ran in my cell and stabbed me, and this is in the Twin Towers in the, in the gang module in 2010, I think it was. And when I got stabbed, you know, and they, they, they hit me, and I thought I was getting like a hard 39, but it wasn't. It was, it was, it was, I, was, I started seeing blood on the floor and the wall. So I was like, oh, man, I'm getting stabbed. So I started swinging back for dear life. Yeah. But even when they left out, you would, you know, a person who was like, oh, man, I'm going to get killed. They're going to say, oh, they're going to push the button. Hey, call, call the calling the police to get, get out of there. No, I was so deceived. My brother and my heart was so hard. And I was so 
so, 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 so lost, brother, mentally, and, and, and my heart was so hard that I was willing to die for who I was. So I started wiping the blood off the wall, off the floor. I patched myself up. And then when the guy saw that I was going to stay, that I wasn't going to PC up, they slid some coffee under the door and, to patch myself up. And, and I stayed, brother. I stayed, man, and I, stayed, I kept going into it. So, so I guess I, I started, I changed, you know what I mean? I started becoming a monster, my brother, because what, what I was putting out, I was getting back. Like, mm -hmm. I, I see something in my life, brother, right? I see something in my life that's biblical, right? And it's in Genesis, brother, look at Genesis chapter 9, I think it is. I just, I looked at it this morning because it says this. Every moving thing that is alive is food for you, right? I give it all to you as I gave the green plant. Only you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Surely I will require your life blood from every beast I will require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. So an eye for an eye, basically, right? Whatever you put out into the world comes back to you. Mm -hmm. So every time I've been shot, because I've been shot several times, mm -hmm. some, some, by my own closest, but by my own family. But it was because I was evil. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what I was putting out mm -hmm. was coming back to me. And I was getting I was getting it fourfold. You know? So when I was in there and I got stabbed, I was just like, Phew. the guy was like, hey, brother, hey, man, I had to do what I got to do. I was like, man, I would have stabbed you too. It, it's so intense that you know you're going through the stabbings and all that but i'm really curious to hear more on your experience when you first heard what you were fighting your 53 years because even from the last podcast that we had we had people that were either, either like yo heart stop heart drop or whatever you know what was your experience when they first told you hey uh, 53 years i feel like i was i was i was desensitized already brother like i was just like you know like i think that you know yeah like you're like oh like when when you, when you're facing that much time, like I'm gonna give you an example. A lot of the guys that I was with during that time, mm -hmm. some of them had got 300 years to life. Jesus. Some of them were fighting. A lot of them were fighting life. So during that time was a time where 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 you know, it was very racial. Mm -hmm. It was very very you know uh, it was very racial. It was the cops were 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 back then there was no cameras in the county jail so. When, when you would take off on the cops, they, they they would just whoop you and put you back in your cell. Because everybody had, was facing life or had life already. So it's like, I feel like I was surrounded by by this, 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 this. I was in this environment where nobody gave a hoot. Mm -hmm. So I guess I was just like, I don't give a hoot either. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's how I looked at it, mm -hmm. you know. And I feel like uh, as I was being desensitized and being shaped and my heart was being hardened... Uh, um, loyalty was something that was was growing inside of me too, but yeah. it came from a place of pride. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a loyalty to the wrong thing. So that also like okay, like you know, I'm gonna take this on the chin because it's from it's from my neighborhood or mm -hmm. it's for, you know, I was I was like, I'm a Sudanio or I'm this, so I'm like oh, I'm a part of this, so I'm not I'm not gonna go but backwards, and so that's how I was how I looked at it, you know. Yeah. So there was like a sense of loyalty, I guess, in a sense, and. But yeah, it, it was a little frightening at first. I was like, when I went in first time, I was like, but I was like, hey, it is what it is, you know? Gotcha. So then from there, you got your 53, and then you went through that experience. And then, so what was it like getting out that second time? Because 
So I didn't get I didn't get fifty three years. I got a, a six years. Okay, you got guns. six years from that because that case fell apart. Well, you ended up getting the six. With I ended the, up getting the, the six, and my co defendant ended up uh, getting the four with, with four years credit, and he went home. Okay. And then my other co defendant, she's 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 actually coming to our church now too, and that's good. You nice, know, man. and so, um, but but um, everybody got some time. I got I the guy that 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 got uh, a time credit. He wasn't even. He wasn't even part a part of the case, and he was trying to tell him from the beginning, but they just scooped him up. But that's something else. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but the point about it is that after that, I went to prison. Oh, that time that I was in the county jail, uh, I went from the main line to the gang module, from the gang module to high power, and I just got like I said, uh, being around those kind of those that kind of people where where violence was 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 uh, how do I say it? Where violence was everything. The, the most violent and the most, you know, the one that did, did the, the, the most outrageous thing was, you know what I mean? During that time, I started cutting through metal. I learned how to do all kind of stuff, man. I learned about the politics side of it. Even uh, I learned about the the structure. I learned about the cutting uh, uh, cutting through bunk and metal with razor blades and all kind of stuff, you know? So I just, I, I learned all these things. And I like I said, I liked it. I liked the funk. I liked the 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 the, the the, the, you know what I mean, but I also yeah. felt that uh, it was a sense of camaraderie that that that, mm-hmm. that I felt. You know, mm-hmm. remember I was always looking for that sense of belonging. So I went upstate, man, and and I just kept going on. I was going on missions and doing a bunch of stuff, and you know, doing a bunch of like uh, uh, uh um, doing a bunch of things, and 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 I ended up in the hole with the indeterminate shoe, and um, behind that the uh, basically when you can't get out of the hole for for quite a while okay until they just they they, they deem that you're fit to go back to the line gotcha. if you keep like if you get keep going getting batteries or if you do stabbings or uh-huh. something like that or you, if you keep it's like you you they can't leave you you gotta go stay in the hole it's like okay. a, a, a non-ending shoe and they just keep taking you back to the board, a committee to see if you're able to come out but the whole point i don't want to get stuck on that too much i ended up getting validated as 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 uh, um as an associate with the prison gang, mm-hmm. and so now I was slammed. That changed down the line. I started letting everybody back out, but I ended up in the shoe in Tehachapi shoe and um, went through hunger struggles and cell extractions, all kind of stuff, man. And I went through all kind of stuff. But my point is, I ended up doing, uh, uh, I did like about five years, four, four and a half, five years, and then I got out in 2013. My dad was sick. His business was. Was thriving and and I tried to help him, brother. But uh, during that time, I ended up, uh, you know. So remember, this is a wannabe trying to fit in and a poser, brother. And then I end up running the gang I was from. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to be a, a a leader in a sense, even though I was blind, brother. So it was a, the, the Bible talks about a blind, the blind leading the blind. The Bible says that if a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. So that's what I was doing. Up. Yeah. I was a blind man deceived, brother, uh, uh, leading other blind men into a pit. Some of them have life now. Yeah, that's why I don't think of it. And they're little thing. youngsters, you know what I mean? And, and I'm like, damn, like, so it's like, there wasn't, remember I was talking about escalation. There was an escalation. Mm-hmm. So in 2014, I had a road dog. He, he was from Van Owen Street, and uh, that was my boy right there. And, and, and I used to call him Micha, my other half, you know? And so... And that was, we had this like bond where it was like, if we walk in together, we're going to walk out together, you know, whatever the cause, you know. And uh, in 2014, I was going in and out. I was in a bunch of broken relationships with women and, and I would cheat on all of them. I wasn't just 
an adult. I, you know what I mean? I didn't I didn't know what love was, brother. So in 2014, uh, we ended up going to Simi Valley, and and um, we were with these girls over there. And uh, during this time, I broke up a marriage, brother. There was a, a woman that I got with. She was married, brother, and and I just I was wrong, brother. You know what I mean? It was so wrong, brother. You know, a lot of stuff that I did, all this stuff. And just to make it clear, brother, all the stuff I'm talking about. I'm not glorifying it, brother. I was deceived, brother. I was a fool, brother. I was a filthy sin. I was garbage, brother. Just to make it clear, because I don't want nobody to be like, oh, that's cool. That's like, oh, no, 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 brother. That's not the point of this. You know, the point is for you to see that if you do the same thing, you're going to end up, God forbid, either like me or dead. Or dead. Worse. Or in prison for the rest of your life with 300 years or or whatever. So my point I'm trying to get is, so when we were were in Simi Valley, you know, God bless you, brother. We were in Simi Valley, and while we were over there, uh, um, we ended up having the okay. So we're, we we have been up for like six days. During this whole time, I'm talking about when I started going to prison, I was already shooting up meth, cocaine, heroin, smoking weed, drinking, doing all kind of drugs. By now, I'm selling drugs. I'm learning the, the how to trade drugs from my boy. My boy's like taught, teaching me the dope game, mm-hmm. and so now I'm learning. I'm getting into deeper crime, not guns and different things about guns and sending stuff to prison and I'm learning all this thing, these things. While you're doing the whole thing. Right, what I'm doing. So there's like, now here, like I said, there's an escalation, right? And uh, during this time, he wanted to go to to Mexico to to work with the cartels, you know, because he was like, oh, I think... This was your compa? My boy, yeah. My boy, he wanted to go and I was like, well, if you go, I'm going to go with... Remember that loyalty that I had? Yeah. Loyalty was in the wrong place. Uh, If you go, I'm going to go and and I'm going to, let's go. Brother, man, look at, so, so look at, so I see the hand of God in this, right? We had been up for six days. We were with these girls, brother, and uh, uh, we, I told my brother, Micha, we got to go to sleep. I was like, big dog. You know, my, our, our mind was like lit, but our body was like zombied out, you know? That's, that's we got to go. Great. And the girls were like, hey, oh, you guys want to go to sleep? Oh, we got some Zannies. And we're like, oh, well, what's that? Oh, it's, you know, there wasn't a big old hit like how it is now. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of kids taking Zannies. Yeah, it's big now. Very careful with that, man. You might not wake up. Anyway, but my point is, all right, what do they do? They help you go to sleep. All right, let's take them. So I took them. We took the pills. Something ended up happening there with the with the uh, the girl's uh, cousin. I forgot who it was. So we had to leave abruptly, and we left, and we forgot we took the pills. Uh-huh. So when we left, I had crashed my ex's car, so I was in a, a brand-new car. It was a, I was a brand-new brand, I was, I was a, a rental, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I was driving first. Coming from Simi Valley, from the uh, 126 to the 101 by Fallbrook, and I started falling asleep. And my boy goes, hey, "Micha, Micha, you're falling asleep." So I pulled over and I was like, "Hey, you drive." And, and he's like, "I see yo me duermo." And I remember I said this. I, you know, I, I try not to curse. I don't curse anymore, brother. But mm-hmm. I, it was a, a Spanish. I said, "Que tisne a su madre el diablo." You drive. That's what I told him. All right. So he got in the passenger seat. All I remember is getting. He got in the driver's seat. All I remember is going around. Getting in the passenger seat, laying my seat all the way back, putting my seatbelt on. And I remember started closing my eyes as he was pulling out. And when I woke up, I woke up in the hospital with tubes down my throat. They told me Damn, I was never going to walk again. Oh, my God. And I got paralyzed, brother. So what I lost fuck? all movement from the waist down. They put all kind of screws in my... I still didn't learn, brother. I was in the hospital smoking scante in the hospital, having gang meetings in the hospital. And, and my oh, boy was like, I'll be your legs. I got you. So I was just doing all the phone this and phone that. He was doing everything. So I didn't learn, brother. Real quick, yeah. what was that That's like insane. waking up in the hospital? Oh, it was it was it was like, like what when was, you were by yourself thinking when that, you, that your too. own brain, no homies, no nothing. What were you, was running through your head? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, brother. You know what? I was high most of the time. So you were still at that I point. Was like yeah. detached it was from it. You know, I was like detached, detached from it. Yeah. 
you know, my boy went through it a lot more because he was driving. He so he felt guilty, but I was uh, more like, and nothing happened. Ah, let's go. Huh? Nothing. He happened? had a little bit of back problems, but he 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 didn't he didn't because he was yeah. sitting up. I was laying back with my seatbelt on, and you know how when you lay back, there's a gap between you and the seatbelt. It was a rollover car accident, so I was just being tossed everywhere. I broke my spine from, I was a T seven to the to L L twelve L two. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, L one, L two, were collapsed, and the tenth vertebrae was shattered. So I got paralyzed, brother. I got movement back. I could lift my legs by the grace of God. I'm yeah, thankful. Nice. So, but but even that, I know that comes from God. So here's the thing, brother. If we would have gone to Mexico, I would be dead right now. I wouldn't be alive, brother. Mm-hmm. We don't last over. Gang members don't last in Mexico, brother. Mm-hmm. You 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 gonna go to sleep? They, they, you're gonna either make a mistake, brother, or or or. or and I know that wasn't. You know, that wasn't for us, brother. So if I would have gone, I would have been dead. I kept going in a wheelchair. A month later, I got out of the rehab center, Rancho Rehab Center, for spinal cord injuries. A month later, I got caught with 245s. I got locked up again in a wheelchair. I wouldn't learn. A I month I later? Yeah, a accident? month later after I got Not paralyzed. Damn, I was in a county jail fighting the case. Got two years. I went to prison. I was validated, so they put me in a hole. I'm curious, real quick. What's it like going into prison as like in a wheelchair like that? Like, what's the di- experience? Yeah, is it different or no? You're that. just sitting down. I'm, yeah, no, that's I'm it. <laughs> no, like you're, 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 you're somewhere just, to kick it. Like, so, so, is it different so the first time, the first time I went. So the, the first time I went, this last time I went. Remember, I was I still had the neighborhood, so I was still running around, and yeah, I was yeah. always in the streets, and I was doing, and I was just like about my neighborhood, and I was just doing. So it, the whole time, that's how it was, you know. Especially when I would get high, brother. I was very evil when I would do drugs, when I would use meth. So I wasn't taking care of my health. Mm-hmm. So I had a hole on my butt cheek down to the bone from sitting so much. I had burns on my legs. I put a hot rifle. That's later on. So anyways, so my, I'm going to get around to that. So before, before, this is before I had those, those wounds. Mm-hmm. So I went to prison. I ended up in, I ended up in San Inez Valley and CTC because I had a hole on my butt cheek down to the bone. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to a place for people in wheelchairs in prison. Mm-hmm. But I was in the hole. Uh, because of my, I was validated. But then they let everybody out of the, out of the, all people that were slammed down out of the, out of the, out of the hole and out of the shoe. So they gave us, let us come out to the line again. So when I was in Salinas Valley in the CTC, I wasn't there long enough to go back to because I, I was already, I only got two years with half, so I only did a year for the guns. Oh, mm-hmm. So I got back out. Mm-hmm. When I got out, it was just a big party, man. I, I had Super Bowl. I was the when the Broncos played. Uh, I forgot. I don't know. I forgot who they played. That was in 2016. I got out. Had the Seahawks, Broncos, and Seahawks. I think. No, no it was a Carolina. No, no Broncos. One of them. And, I remember Manning was Peyton. Or yeah, it was, was the his last game. Was so last anyway, game. so yeah, that Super Bowl when I first I got out a couple of days before it, I had a big old party. I invited all the homeboys and you know and and just got back to it, brother. This year, 2014, is where my evil reached its peak. Mm-hmm. When God said, "You know what? I'm tired of your stuff." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Real quick, as in, as if the accumulation of everything you've been through weren't signs enough. Yeah, you know it wasn't I mean? enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm so thinking the whole just saying, yeah, so like, like, damn, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna bring that back up right now. So that year, in 2000, I got out in 2016. So in 2014, out, that's when the guy sat me down. He sat me down, but I was evil. I needed to be sat down. I was doing a lot of other crimes that I, I don't deserve mm-hmm. to be out here right now. Mm-hmm. So thank God I thank God for this I thank God for my my current situation how I am right now brother because I wouldn't serve him brother some people people there's people brother it's very sad brother very true brother some people need to be broken brother for God to get their attention that was one of them I needed to be broken down brother 
2016, I was out, brother. That's when my 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 evil reached its peak. I was doing everything you could think of, brother, from helping homegirls sell their bodies to doing all kind of stuff Shit. to taking them to do that to 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 to, to fraud to, to to selling drugs and guns and a lot, you know. Doing a lot of other illegal stuff, brother. A lot of stuff, but I was wrong, brother. It was all that was wrong, brother. I was in love with money, brother. I love money. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all kind of evils. Ooh. Because you're willing to do anything for that dollar. Mm-hmm. You'll kill, you'll steal, you'll do anything for money. It doesn't matter who suffers. It doesn't matter who pays a price. You're willing to do it because you're in love with money. At that time, too, were you kind of living this, like, money show life where it's like, nice car, yeah, I had nice everything. Yeah. Okay. I had house everything. or something but like see, that? But see, here's the thing. The Bible says, this is what the Word says. It says in Proverbs, it says, better is a little with the fear of the Lord and great treasure and trouble with it. Mm. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord. You might not have much, but you're able to enjoy it. Then I have great money and the trouble that comes with it, because I had a lot of problems, big dog, a lot of problems. And look it, in 2017, oh, so during that year, 2016, like I said, I, I had that that sore. It got bigger and bigger because I wouldn't take care of myself. So they didn't fix it while you were in the pen? No. It started, I had these little granitos in 2015 when I was busted, and it started getting bigger and bigger because I was always sitting down. Before you know it, it just got deeper and deeper. One day they they they, they debrided it, they made it cut all the dead skin skin off, but they ended up cutting so much that it got even bigger down to the bone, and I wouldn't take care of it, so it got worse. I had so by this time, brother, one time also then during this year, 2016, I shot up so much cocaine that I had a blockage. My my body was my my blood and everything. I was my I had no fluid. I was drying up. So I had my 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 mm-hmm. my 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 uh, uh were my intestines were blocked. Mm-hmm. So they had to cut me open and they gave me a colostomy bag permanently. So now I have a colostomy bag. I'm not ashamed of it. You know what I mean? This this has to be. These, these are the things that we have to talk, tell the youth about. Hey man, these Fuck are the yeah. danger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You do enough drugs, you're gonna something could happen in your body where there's no coming mm-hmm. back from. You gotta be careful. I had burned. So this is in 2017. I had second degree burns on my legs because I put a hot rifle on my lap, and and I, I burned my I, my legs were burned. I had to hold my butt down to the bone. 2017, the SWAT team raided raided my house, scared the crap out of us like the movies, mm-hmm. and uh, they locked me up, brother. I lost like about six and a half pounds of dough. I had I was selling all the drugs, I caught with guns and rifles, assault. They got me for manufacturing of assault weapons for sales, and possession of narcotics for sales. And uh, uh, possession of assault weapons, for manufacturing of assault weapons. So I got busted. Damn. I got locked up. They took me. They took my wife now, the one that was married before. And I, you know, I just, I, I, I destroyed a home, brother. You know, and and that's wrong too, brother. You know. That's that's one of God's command commandments. You shall not commit adultery. So. And I ended up trying to trying to. I married this woman, brother. But look it. She ended up leaving, brother, and, and what I did to her husband with her, she did to me four times, yeah. fourfold, brother. You can't make you can't make a living, brother. You can't you can't build anything on other people's suffering, brother, because it will fall. Mm-hmm. Not happen right away, mm-hmm. but eventually it falls. So we have to think about these things, brother, because people think, oh, I'm living my life and I don't have to worry about God or whether there's a heaven or hell, brother. But you know what, brother? There is a God in heaven, brother, and He sees all we do, and we will have to answer to Him one day, brother. And this was at the brink, brother, of me having coming face to face with that God. Maybe not face to face where I could see him, but I knew I was in the presence of a holy God and that I was a sinner and that I was going to hell. Mm-hmm. This is where it happened. I got locked up. I was facing 28 years, brother. 
I was in the county jail. You know, I was trying to pay the people that I owe. So I, where I was at, it was one big party. They sent me to a CTC again because of my wounds mm-hmm. from, from the 8,000 floor in county jail. I'm in a wheelchair. I used to be very racist, you know? My heart was hardened. Not racist in a sense of like, oh, I hate black people or I hate white people or I hate uh, anybody that's not my color. Uh, mm-hmm. No. I mean it in the sense that in prison, it's very racial. So you grow to, to, to say, oh, this is, you can't eat after a black person and you can't do this or you can't, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, prison does that to you. You know, and it's wrong. Racism has existed, existed in this world for far before black and white, black and Mexican, far before uh, 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 Mexican and 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 and, and, and uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Long Beach is very racial. You know what I mean. My point is this: mm-hmm. when I was busted, this time I was busted. I was facing twenty eight years. I had to hold my butt cheek down to the bone. My burns were were infected. I was losing my mind because I was shooting up so much dope that I was seeing things, hearing things, tripping on my, fighting with my cellies. I was accusing my wife. I was accusing my own homeboys. I was fighting with my own homeboys, tripping, you know, because the drugs were getting the best of my mind. And God put a gentleman in my cell by the name of Alander Pulliam. Alander Pulliam Jr. And he's a black man. Mm-hmm. And he told me, hey, brother, Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life, and it's not this. And I was like, man, brother, I beg to differ. At that point, yeah. I don't know, big dog. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying, but I don't know. I wasn't rude about it. I was like, I don't know, man. Because I was addicted to drugs. I was facing, I was in debt. I owed all this for all this stuff that I lost. I had to pay for it. I had to answer for it. Mm -hmm. I was trying to make money in there to pay them back. And, and, And he told me this. He said, look, start reading the Bible. Start seeking God. You're here to be saved. Don't worry about your case. Don't worry about your wife. Don't worry about anything. That's what I started doing. Started reading the word, brother. I started I started reading the word, the Bible, this right here, brother. This is what changed me. There's power in this, this book to change your life mm-hmm. because this is the word of God, brother. This word showed me that I was a sinner, brother, that every time I hurt somebody, every time I, every, every evil thing that I did, every time I, everything I ever did to somebody, I did it to God. Yeah. Because there's a verse that says, Truly, he, uh, there's a, there's, there, this, is what, this is what made me think about myself. It's in, it's in Matthew chapter 24. He said, And when the Son of Man comes, in the glory of his Father and his angels, he will gather the nations before him, and he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. And then he's going to say to those on his right, Come to me, you who are blessed by my Father. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you welcomed me. I was in prison, you came to me. I was in the hospital, you visited me. These will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or in prison? And administer to you. And he will say to these, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, then you also did it to me. What you did to somebody else, you did it to me. me. The good you did to somebody else, you did it to me. Mm -hmm. Right? And then it says, And then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was a stranger, you did not welcome me. In prison, you did not visit me. Thirsty, you did not give me nothing to drink. These will say, Lord, where did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger and didn't minister to you? Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you also did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. In that same chapter, it talks about hell, and it describes it in this well, in this way. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
weeping and gnashing of teeth for eternity. Brother, when I read that, I felt like God was talking directly to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, these people are going to go to hell because they didn't give a bum a sandwich. Imagine me. I went out of my way to hurt people. I destroyed families. Yeah. I used to have people, they used to bring people overdose to my house. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, man, get them out of here. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I didn't care. I was selfish and evil. And on June 15th, on a Friday at 3 p.m., I surrendered my life to the Lord. I said, all right, Lord. I surrender. I believe that what you did on the cross can set me free. And that because you rose from the dead, I can no longer be this dead man that was left the wake of destruction behind him. And that same moment, brother, I felt, I knew that I was, I was, I was, that, that something happened in my heart, brother. I flushed all my dope, brother, knowing that I owed. I flushed all the drugs mm -hmm. I had. I flushed mm -hmm. my syringe and I said, all right, God, I'm going to follow you. And I was like, I gave my neighborhood 100%. I gave who, the, the, you know, who I was when I was the, the, the prison lifestyle. I gave it, I did it at 100, 100%. I was, I'm not going to give God any less. And since then, my brother, he has changed me, brother. He has softened my heart, brother. And he's renewing my mind still. He's undoing everything that the devil did in my life from the beginning. And I'm not blaming the devil because it's us, brother. It's us. We just, we want to do what's wrong. We like it. Yeah. We want to do what feels good. What does make me feel good? What made me feel good was doing drugs and being with as many women as I can. That's how I was. And that's what I did. And I didn't care who I Money made me feel good. Gang banging do, made me feel I used to love. That was what I loved, the gang banging. I liked it. I liked running around and, and doing that, you know? And I would try to find a satisfaction in that, and I couldn't find it. Didn't matter what I did, who I hurt, or, or whatever I did on the streets, I was never satisfied. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much I slammed, how much I drank, how many women I was with, I wasn't satisfied. I was still left empty inside. Mm -hmm. Because God created us to be in a relationship with him. But we're sinners, brother. We like to do things our way. And because of that, there's a separation between us and God. Mm -hmm. and that's why Jesus came into this world, to build a bridge between a sinner and a holy God. And all we got to do is believe in what Jesus did, Jesus did on the cross. And that's what I did, brother. And he changed me, brother. I don't slam no more. I don't drink no more. I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke cigarettes no more. I, I, I'm not a gang member. I'm not whining off from the knocks no more. And that man's dead in Jesus' name. And he ain't never going to come back. That's, that's what God has purchased for me on the cross. You know what I mean? And that's what he offers to everybody. You, my brother, you, all of you guys, man. Too far. To everybody, but it doesn't matter how far gone you think you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you come to the feet of Jesus, you will be changed. He will change you. And here's my thing. This is what I want. I would like to tell the youth. Mm -hmm. Don't make the same mistakes that I make. And don't wait. One of my friends, uh, my, my sister, man, she, she's the one that was, she was my co-defendant when I was fighting the 53 years. We were eating the other day and I was telling her, I was like, you know what? She was like, she's like, Brother Lupa, you even said it. If you, if you were be able to walk, you wouldn't serve God the way you do now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. But do you really want to wait until you're in a wheelchair like me to serve him? And that's what I want to ask you. If, if, if anybody's watching it, that's what I want to ask them. Do you want to wait until you're facing life in prison or you have life in prison 
or that you get shot 10 times and lose mobility from your neck down or wait till you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life or wait till you, they have to amputate your legs, do you want to wait for something like that to happen to you because of what you're doing? Or do you want to change right now while you can? That part, man. Because let me tell you, my brother, I was telling a young brother earlier, man, it doesn't matter where you come from. Mm. It doesn't matter where you, what you've done. It doesn't matter who wasn't there for you when you were a kid. It doesn't matter who turned their back on you, brother. Your circumstances don't matter. Mm -hmm. What you've done doesn't matter. You can be somebody in this world that your parents could be proud of, that society could say, man, that, that, that's, that's what I... Look at brother. Let me tell you something. My biggest treasure is my relationship with Jesus Christ. Apart from him, I'm nothing. I'd be dead right now. I would have been dead so many times. And if I'm still alive, when I had that car accident, I died. I was gone. They hit me with those things and they brought me back. I would have been I would have been burning in hell right now. Hell is real. Heaven and hell are real, brother. Yeah. And it's up to you where you want to end up. Because I'll tell you right now, every person in this room right now is in line. And you will die one day. There's no avoiding it. That far. And the only way that you can es escape eternal damnation and that play, escape that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth is in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans, I think it's 1.16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to save the one who believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek also. In other words, it's saying the good news of Jesus, the good news about what Jesus did on the cross, has the power to, to, to save anybody, to change anybody. Doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you've done, what you think of yourself, that doesn't matter. There is a God in heaven who loves you and can change your life, but you have to be willing to surrender. Yep. And it won't be easy. This walk isn't for cowards. You have to deny yourself. The Lord told his disciples, if anybody will come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross daily, and follow me. You gotta deny yourself. Everything that pleases you, I'm tested every day. By the grace of God, I don't drink anymore. I'm a barber now. I work for my living. I work at two barber shops. I just, I just, Man, I just. That's why home I got a fresh cut. That's why. <laughs> and I'm good at what I do. Fresh. And yeah. I don't have to harm anybody or hurt anybody to do it. And I'm able to talk to people yeah. and tell them about what Jesus did in my life, how He yeah. changed me, mm -hmm. a filthy rag, and took me out of the gutter. And gave me new vestments, white vestments. I'm unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God to change the gang member, the homosexual, the prostitute, the, the transgender, it doesn't matter what you are. And nowadays, if you talk about that, oh, you're judged, oh, you're, you're a bigot, you're, you're this. No, it's not that. We love you. We want, if it, true love is identified in that way when somebody tells you the truth. Yeah. And the truth will set you free. But here's the thing. This can't be forced on nobody. Nobody mm -hmm. forced this on me. Mm -hmm. The Lord Jesus reached down from heaven and he put his hands on me. And I knew that I was a sinner and that if I didn't repent, I was going to end up in hell forever. And that this was my last chance. That's why I changed. That's why I gave my life to the Lord. Oh, yeah. I didn't mess up. I didn't do none, none of that. And mm -hmm. you know what? All of my homeboys in the neighborhood, they know. They know. They, 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 they seen it. I used to shoot up with some of them. And they're like, damn, for you really changed. Yes. Jesus did it, and he could do it for you, too. Uh, my bad. I, I want to get into good. that just for the sake of time, too. And I appreciate 
that because I think yeah, hell yeah, man. Has, I'm so over that's here. gonna hopefully stick with a lot of people out there, and somebody got so, it's, you know it's very special, man. And I think one really big thing that it comes to what people don't know how to do it because I know and I God is is how to notice it. God is the way or Jesus is the way to notice it yeah. and to get that help and feel you know feel mm-hmm. that there is someone out there that loves you. And I for yeah. sure agree with that one percent. But I also want to talk about the real world, the real world thing too, where it's like once you count a prison, you have this change, right? How did you go about Man, not listening yeah. to these people that were trying to get you back into this? Get what away from you, them. That's here's it. the thing. Look at you. Got to change your environment, brother. Mm-hmm. If you really want to change, you got to tell. Hey, look at when I gave my life to the Lord mm-hmm. and I went back to the county. I told the homies like, you know what, big dog, I'm brother Lewis now. Mm-hmm. Don't call me Wino from Pacoima, Knock Knock Boys no mm-hmm. more. I'm brother Lewis. I'm a servant of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, don't expect me to do none of the stuff that you guys, none of that. And I didn't do it. And they were like, all right. And I, this is what I told them. I was like, you know what? And the way you see me right now, in nine months, you'll see me the same. That part. And then a year from now, you'll see me the same. Okay. And I've been serving the Lord since 2018, brother, and I don't regret it. I hey, love real it. Quick, I, I'm curious on the aftermath of the case, because the dude went in your cell, blessed you with those words, and it changed you. Yeah. But the case wasn't over. It wasn't over. Think about this. I gave my life to the Lord. I surrendered my life, complete surrender, in June, June 15, 2018, on a Friday at 3 p.m. My brother Lee held my hand and led me through the sinner's prayer, brother. A month later, they tell me, hey, because from the beginning, I told them, all that. Like, look, doesn't matter what I have to take, I, as long as my wife gets off. I did everything. Just, just let her get off. Yeah. I told my, I got a lawyer, a paid lawyer. I was out on bail, man, but they locked me back up again, and they made me prove where all the money was coming from so that I couldn't get back out. So I, I was in a bailout again. They raised my bail to like 300 and something mm-hmm. thousand. I was in a bailout again, but I, I told them to bail my wife out instead because it, it wasn't for her, my ex-wife. Now, she ended up leaving. But my point is this. July, the month after I gave my life to the Lord, they told me, hey, they're offering you eight years with two strikes, and they'll let your wife go. I'll take it. And I said, thank you, Lord, because I deserve life in prison, but I don't, I don't deserve being out here. That's, where, that's why it's about grace. That's why it doesn't matter what you've done. It's about grace. Grace is unmerited favor. You don't deserve it. None of us deserve life. We don't deserve none of that. We're all sinners. <laughs> Everyone is a sinner. Yeah. That's what we can't judge. I can't judge nobody. That's why like, people are like, oh, are you talking about the, 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 when we bring up homosexuality? And, and I, you know, yeah, I talk about it because the Bible says that, that whoever a man lies with a man or a woman with a woman, it's an abomination before God. But see, I'm not telling you that to judge. No, I'm telling you that because I love you. And I'm telling you that the same thing that set me free can set you free. But see, this can't be forced. It's up to you. But that doesn't mean that I hate you. No, it's not even like that. I got my lot. A lot of my family, they're transgender. and they're, I have family that's transgender. I have family that's gay. You know, and I love them. They're my family. You know, but I'm not going to agree with how you're, leaving, you're living. But that doesn't mean that I don't love you. At least I'm being honest about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but see, that's that's where the world right now. This world is becoming more evil as it as it goes on, brother. Was be was right, it's called wrong now. Was was wrong, it's called good. I hear you. Um, I want to talk about real quick because we're very close to wrapping up. Like, because not only did you do a spiritual change, not only did you do your environment change, but you did a physical change too. So let's talk a little bit about that too, because you did you went the whole turnaround. So. What's your so you had tattoos? I see that you had some stuff done even before you came in, right? Yeah, I had tattoos on my I have tattoos on my face. I had tattoos on my neck. Uh, I'm getting them removed. This is my session today. I just did my face. Wow. They, 
This is like my seventh session. The back of my neck. Side of my neck. Back of my neck. Wow. It's a laser, it burns your skin. So so like even my hands, like so I'm getting just like the visible stuff. Like this right here mm-hmm. used to say retaliation is a must. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that no more. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that we should bless those who curse us and pray for those who despitefully mm-hmm. use us. So I'm, here's my thing. I could tell you guys anything right here, but I have to be if I'm I'm not living this, I'm deceiving myself. Yeah, I hear you. And we can't deceive ourselves. So I'm doing this, brother, because it's not who I am no more, you know. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say. See, because it's not this, you know, my aim is to please God, not man. So that's what we all have to decide. But yeah, that, that, that what you said about the spiritual thing, my heart was changed. And now that my heart, when my heart was changed, everything is changing. I love that, man. So that's the thing. And But um, one thing I do want to say and make clear, though, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I've been changed. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I yeah. still have struggles in my mind. I'm tempted a lot, brother. You know, and one of the things that's hard as a Christian man, a single Christian man, is, is fornication. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, as 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 a Christian man, being single, you, fornication is sex outside of mar- uh, sex uh, uh, when you're not married, sleeping around. Adultery is having sex outside of marriage. So you're married and you're having sex with women or men. I mean, men, women with men, vice versa. And 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 so for me being a Christian, you know, fornication is a big part of. It's hard, you know, because I'm a man. You know, I'm tested every day, man. You know what I mean? And I've had, I've been, I've had women temptation. See, see, everybody's struggling against something, you know. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, I haven't fallen to it, you know. And and it's not easy because you have to deny everything that makes you feel good. But. It's not impossible, you know? So it just depends on everybody, man. Everybody we has to decide for themselves. I guess I'm just trying to say that I, I'm not perfect. God has set me free from a lot. But there's always something to fight against. There's always something to resist. There's still battles, internal battles in my heart and in my mind. But I know as long as I stay connected, I'm going to be just fine. And look, and now I'm a barber. I work with the youth a lot. I, might, I sing at my church. I never thought I'd... Let me find out. Let got the vocals. Let me find out. Let's hear some of those vocals. Right. So, so look at the life I have now, brother. I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for the Lord. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you are. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. it even matter if you're prison. God can give you a peace and a joy that will cause you to live your life behind bars, as if you're not even in bars behind bars. And 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 the thing about it for the youth, man, you guys got to wake up and. Snap out of it. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't fall for it, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. It, it, that lifestyle, yeah, it seems cool and everything and all that. But you know what? In the end, you will find yourself alone standing before a holy God or you will find yourself alone standing before a judge. And if you find yourself standing beside people, those people might end up telling you and you end up in life life in prison no matter what. Just think about it, man. And do it right now while you can before yeah. it's too late. 100% man thank shit you, man. so with that one you know I want to say thank you that I think that was uh this is honestly probably one of the most powerful testimonies we've had on here straight up you know what I mean so so Lord, not to undermine any of the other ones everyone has their their thing but you know again that's what we're trying to do we're just trying to drop just everybody so hopefully something will stick with everybody's mm-hmm. walk of life you know what I mean man so shit with that said thank you brother Lewis Amen. for the podcast great podcast we out Catch Free up. Entry Network Podcast. Let's get it, baby.